When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, it's always a good time. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, free basketball tickets for members of TexasSports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. By Rico, connecting technology, processes, and people so the Longhorns can focus on forward. Rico, imagine change. everybody welcome to another edition of longhorn weekly as we talk texas longhorns basketball my name is craig way glad to have you with us obviously uh, still the longhorns without head coach shaka smart as uh, per his announcement last week of course being in isolation following his covid 19 positive test and so shaka unavailable to coach the team in that uh, difficult 80 79 home loss to Oklahoma, but we're pleased to have Longhorns associate head coach K.T. Turner was the acting head coach for that game and uh, is the acting head coach right now for the program joining us as well. K.T., let me start off by uh, getting you to give folks just a little bit of an update. We were talking about it right before we took air here about how Shaka is feeling because clearly a lot of folks have been reaching out uh, to, to you, to the program. Uh, I've heard it on my end as well. Folks are wanting to know how the head coach is holding up. Yes, I talked to him this morning, and um, it's, it's the best I've heard him sound since he's had it. Uh, so he's he's feeling a lot better. I mean, he's, he's starting to be more of himself. He's said he's just battling up, you know, and uh, his, his energy's coming back. That's how I know he's starting to be back more like himself. But uh, this morning was the best that I've heard him sound. Um, last couple of days, he was he was down, though. 
Okay, well, that's that's good to hear. Uh, obviously, that uh, that he's doing better as well. I I want to uh, uh, give folks a little bit of uh, context about what this program has been through, even uh, through the last couple of weeks, inclusive of the Kansas State game and the ten days in between, and then obviously the Oklahoma game. Because I understand how folks would kind of look at it, look at the schedule and say, okay, there was 10 days off, they they didn't play a game, then they come back, they uh, had to play the game with eight scholarship players, uh, and then due to the foul difficulty and fouling out at the end, they're ending the game with five available scholarship players as well. Uh, those kinds of things, those are the, the black and white numbers that folks can look at and and make reference to. But there's so much beneath the surface, there's so much context as to what this team was having to go through, and, and I want to give you an opportunity to to start off really going into the Kansas State game, uh, which was the win. That was difficult enough to start with given the uh, not having uh, three players available, but even the fact with the Iowa State and TCU games getting pushed back, had Iowa State and TCU not uh, made that announcement, perhaps an announcement would have come from uh, from uh, UT because I know you and, and Coach Martin, the rest of the staff, everybody was dealing with, the difficulty of the cases even back then. So if you can, KT, kind of walk us through back through that starting around the Kansas State game and and leading up to where uh, you were having to go into the Oklahoma game uh, as shorthanded as you did. Yes, um, one, we're a no-excuse program. I mean, we're not the only program in the country going through this. Um, A lot of teams are going through it, but uh, we definitely don't want to make excuses. Um, The hardest part has been practice. Um, The last two weeks – we haven't we haven't had guys. I mean, we've had six guys a lot of the times. A um, couple of times it was three or four players uh, just in practice, you know. So we're doing a lot of individuals. But the hardest part has been practice, and then getting guys back once they're getting back, like uh, the conditioning part of it. Like Matt Coleman came back uh, and had one practice the day before the game before he played Oklahoma, which is, you know, he takes seven ten days off. That's that's tough, you know, just from a conditioning standpoint. Uh, and, and practice has just been, we've been, our, our staff has been really good with, the, uh, with that, with, with, with practice because um, it's been difficult to try to practice when you don't have 10 guys, you can't go up and down. A lot of three on three, uh, going through stuff, five on oh, um, a lot of shooting and, and trying to keep guys' heart rate up and conditioning good. You know, that's something I think also the fans will understand as well. And, and again, for, uh, for those who didn't know it, uh, there was a point, and you kind of made reference to it, KT, last week uh, d- during uh, the open time in between the Kansas State game and the Oklahoma game where you had a grand total of three scholarship uh, players, three scholarship student athletes available. And then as the week progressed, then it got up to five, uh, six, and then obviously you got to eight by the time you had the one practice on Monday, the day before the game, the only practice you had where you had the eight on the floor as well. First of all, for folks who don't know, what can you do? You mentioned individuals. What can three guys, uh, scholarship, and then of course you have walk-ons as well, but what what can you do in that kind of shorthanded situation with what you have to deal with? Um, a lot of shooting. Uh, a lot of shooting. A lot of trying to just get up and down and conditioning. Um, but that, that part is difficult, you know. Um, but just a lot of shooting and conditioning with that. 
You know, another thing that comes to mind about this, you mentioned Matt, uh, who mentioned once that he was able to go back out there, uh, the conditioning part of it. Again, something that I'm not sure that fans totally understand uh, because you think of basketball practice and you think of games. But there's so much more that goes into it, the conditioning element, uh, to let folks know uh, how – how it works, KT, with regard to what they're missing. They're missing more than just uh, the running up and down the floor in practice. Can you tell folks a little bit about you know the other elements of what makes a basketball player game ready in a game week, the types of things that guys like Matt were missing out on until he could even get back on the floor on Monday? Yeah, and Matt's one of the most well-conditioned players that I've coached. And uh, the day he came back, I mean – I stopped practice at one point because he was so tired because I didn't want to kill him. But uh, and it's just and like you say, it's a lot more than just the conditioning part, like the rhythm. Uh, it, basketball is a rhythm sport, and uh, you definitely have to have that rhythm and, and game feel. Like sometimes you can get on a treadmill or go running, and but it's, it's a lot different than a, than a basketball game up and down, having that rhythm of shooting and dribbling and, and playing defense and boxing out and all those type of things. But you definitely have to have a rhythm to play. And that that's another thing we're, we're concerned about with guys is just coming back and you haven't shot a basketball in 10 days. I mean, and you're expected to play. So it's, it's tough. Is it is it also difficult for you as a coach and for the staff? I mean, uh, Coach uh, Barry and Coach Hatt and then uh, Nevada Smith uh, being involved and helping you out as well, that, to know – um, where to take the foot off the gas, so to speak, with regard to practice. Like you said, you, you stopped it at one point because you could tell that Matt was pretty pretty gassed, pretty tired out. Trying to find the gauge of where a depleted group, a smaller group, can give you what you need and what they need to try to become game ready, but by the same t- token, not completely spending what they do have before you even get to the game itself the following Tuesday. Yes. Well, well first off, our, the staff has been phenomenal. I mean, they've been absolutely phenomenal, all of them. Uh, and and, and, and that, that part of the practice, like drawing up a practice plan, like the day, the day Matt came back, we scratched a lot of stuff off of that practice plan that we thought we could have gotten to, but, but we didn't. Um, so it's more just managing practice as, as it's going. You're, you're, you're taking things out, adding something here, um, a lot of water breaks, uh, but it's – as a staff, we've done. I feel like we've done a great job of just managing that part of it. KT, how important is it also during this time to uh, to get meaningful contributions? And you do all season along long anyway, but meaningful contributions from your walk-ons, the other guys who are helping you out in, in the practice floor. Since you're, you know, you were reduced in terms of the number of scholarship players you had. You were, like we said, down to three for a good chunk of last week before you could slowly ramp it up. So uh, having guys like Blake Devins, having those guys to be able to give you what you need to help balance it out a little bit, how important were their contributions during this just-completed week? Oh, they're huge. I mean, because like a guy like Blake, I mean, he's a good athlete. He can – it's like playing against another player uh, that they can really play. Um, so those guys are definitely huge, and – they have high IQs. I mean, we're throwing them in. Hey, we need you to run this stuff they've never done, and they they pick it up really quick. We have some good walk-ons with high IQs that that are were good athletes in high school, you know. And, and guys who probably played it at a pretty li- a high level in high school, so they they pretty readily 
understanding, except they've been with the program for a while anyway, but guys who understand exactly what you and the staff are asking of them? Yes, they're great with preparation work. I mean, they're they're unbelievable with helping us prepare for games, uh, especially, like you said, right now. Well, with Blake today, today, I mean, he gives us – gives us 10 so he's huge today yeah no no doubt about that and and i would imagine also uh kt that that those guys understand that not only your walk-ons but the few scholarship guys you had available at the time they understand that everybody kind of has to work together i always hear i've heard you talk about it Uh, i heard coach barry talk about it last week shaka obviously talks about it a lot and that's being connected and the connectivity you have to have that not just in games that folks think about but you have to have it in practice especially when your numbers are down oh no doubt that's a huge part of our program is being connected and it's a huge part of the game and uh the, the walk-ons i mean they're no different than our guys like we treat them the same um they're part of our team you know they're, and they're a big part of our team all right uh coming up uh we'll take a look back at the uh, matchup for texas against oklahoma the uh, most unusual set of circumstances that the longhorns were dealing with Uh, in the uh, contest on Tuesday night at the Irwin Center. This, of course, is Longhorn Weekly, normally with head coach Shaka Smart, associate head coach KT Turner with us during this portion of the program. It's presented by Pluckers, seen by those of you watching on the Longhorn Network and heard all across the state of Texas and the great Southwest on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kids buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council.
welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly presented by Pluckers as uh, we continue our conversation with Longhorn's associate head coach, KT Turner. Okay, so uh, KT, we kind of set the stage for everybody understanding what you and the staff were dealing with coming out of the Kansas State game when you didn't have uh, Greg Brown available, didn't have uh, Brock Cunningham available, didn't have Kai Jones available. In fact, uh, the uh, totality of the available scholarship players at one point during the week was down to three players, got it up to five, and then uh, eventually to eight by the one practice you had the day before this red-hot Oklahoma Sooners team came to town. And then as you went back to work, you got ready for the game on Tuesday night, knowing you would have uh, Kai back on the floor and uh, also being able uh, not only to uh, take the floor there and having Greg Brown back as well, uh, still without Brock, and then obviously uh, without Courtney uh, Ramey and without Jericho Sims as well. So with all of that in front of you and getting ready to take on uh, Oklahoma, what was the message to the guys about the plan, how you would deal with this being a shorthanded given how guard-heavy uh, Oklahoma is and how uh, guard-proficient the Sooners have been during this recent uh, win streak, how you planned it to deal with it. What was the, the message like to the guys and to the coaching staff on how you devised the plan on how to go up against Oklahoma? Um, just stay together. Do everything together. Do it as a team. Um, we, we told them we, hey, we're going to make a lot of mistakes. You've got to play through them. But do it as a team. You know, Come back as a team. Fight as a team. And we came out a little lethargic in that first half, and, and I was really proud of how they they fought in that second half because I felt like they were together and they were connected in that second half. You mentioned the first half, and uh, Oklahoma uh, jumps to the lead, but then it, it went back and forth for a bit. And then uh, you mentioned the, the lethargic nature of thing. When, when you're coaching at that point, uh, you know, given the circumstances you were dealing with, was the concern about – where the physical energy was or the uh, mental and emotional part of that because you kind of stayed the course through that with what was available, took one time out to try to stem the tide, and then it looked like the guys kind of found themselves a little bit before the half was done. Yeah, to start the game, I felt like we came out very energetic and then we hit a little roadblock. And uh, I, I just wanted to stay with it because I knew Oklahoma were gonna, was going to make runs and I knew we were going to make runs. And I definitely wanted to save a timeout for later in the half. But uh, – Going in, we we as a staff, we knew that Oklahoma was going to make runs and, and we were going to make runs, and, and I felt like we did. Then uh, you, you get into the second half, and, and Oklahoma runs it out to a couple of times, a double-digit lead, had it 11 points at, at a couple of times, but consistently in the 7-9 to nine range there. And I thought the way that you and the staff – managed uh, the timeout situation, working it around uh, the dead ball official timeouts as well. Lon Kruger was forced to use a couple of timeouts uh, when you made runs as well. And I would imagine also some of that is strategic, isn't it, KT, trying to keep guys fresh with how you're trying to attack this game in segments to keep this thing manageable? Yes. um, In in the second half, I felt like we played a lot tougher, and, and when we got down, you know, during timeouts, we just kept telling the guys, hey, we got to get it back on the defensive end. We're going to be fine offensively, but four minutes at a time, we, we got we to gotta get it back defensively. We got to do a great job of just inching back, but it starts with defense. We have to have a defensive mindset, and uh, I felt like they did, you know, and with, with the timeouts, uh, especially at the end, uh, we, we called one to, to set up our press because we had guys out of position you know, that don't, don't know that position on our press. So we wanted to make sure they were in position 
to uh, getting our press defense. The and other thing, yeah, and, yeah, and the other thing, KT, that really comes to mind that was noteworthy of this game, fouls and the foul difficulty, obviously. And uh, the, if you and I talked about it after the game. I asked how difficult it is for the guys, especially a smaller group, to adjust to the way the game is called and to be able to do that. Uh, I thought it was pretty telling when Matt was in uh, his media availability, talked about he didn't have his conditioning where he wanted to be, and that forced him out of position committing fouls a couple of times that he might not otherwise do. Was that something you noticed with the totality of the guys that you had there, that maybe that uh, the, the, the fact that they couldn't get on the floor until you got them on the floor for the combined practice on Monday, that shows up in the stat category of things like fouls. Yes, without a doubt. And Matt's usually really, really good defensively without fouling. And Oklahoma, give them credit. I mean, coming in, we knew they're, they're one of the best teams in the country at, at drawing fouls. And they did a great job of attacking us and, and, and making us foul, you know. But I, I felt like, you know, when Matt gets his conditioning, he'll be fine with that. Okay, so you get down to – uh, the the final moments of the game. You've you were down uh, seventy eight to seventy. You score seven unanswered. You pulled it within a point. Oklahoma hits uh, a couple of free throws. You come back, hit a couple of free throws. It's a one point ball game. And uh, take us through it. First of all, you've got a foul at that point, and then get the break because Jalen Hill. I, I don't think he intended to miss the first one. We knew he was trying to mi- miss the second one and didn't catch the rim, which gave you the inbounds. But how about taking us through, like you said, the setup, the strategy that you wanted before even you got the ball back, the inbounds, when you were going to get the ball back when you were uh, down a point there and what you had to do defensively? Um, like I said, just really chipping away uh, each each possession, each defense possession at a time. Uh and with in setting up our press, we wanted to try to get a steal or a quick foul, and and then we wanted to if, if he would have missed that second free throw, you know, we just wanted to bring it down and, and spread it out because, like you said, they didn't have any more timeouts. Uh, but when he made it, we had to call a timeout and set something up. And then after you get uh, the ball off of the miss, and you've got to go with, with the full court down there, and and uh, at that point. You got Blake inbounding the basketball. We talked about this on the postgame show. You felt uh, the best opportunity was try to get it in the hands of someone in the front court where you'd have enough time at 2.3 to have a dribble or two to get a higher percentage shot than just inbounding at the three-quarter court and perhaps launching from midcourt or something? Yeah, we felt like we had the better athletes. Uh, We had Kai Jones on the floor, and I didn't see anybody on the floor that could out-jump him. So uh, we wanted to try to get throw it up in the air, let him go up and be an athlete and get a catch and – and we ran guys down the side. He'd either have two options to pass to them or turn, and he'd have two dribbles to get a shot off. And with guys fouled out, you had Blake inbounding on the baseline. That's something he's done for you before. So, I mean, you were comfortable with having him inbound the basketball for you as well, and they weren't guarding him. It was just a matter of trying to connect that pass, which unfortunately didn't happen. But you're comfortable with him inbounding in that situation, right? Yes, uh, in practice, we actually work on that, and he's the best one that throws it every single time. Uh, so we were definitely comfortable in it and believed in him to make that pass. Um, uh, but like you said, didn't connect it. You, uh, as you pointed out, you're not in the business for moral victories. It's an 80-79 to 79 loss. It's a disappointing defeat. Nevertheless, how impressed were you and the staff with the resiliency and the effort of your guys, given the hand they were dealt, 
to be able not to cash it in, to work as hard as they did, to actually put themselves in a position to have a shot to win the game there in the final seconds. Yeah, I just really, I think it really shows to what this team can be if they come and fight with that kind of fight for 40 minutes. Uh, we can accomplish some great things. Um, we're going through a rough patch right now, but once we get through it, we're going to learn some things from this. And one thing we've learned is that we really have fight in us and, and we're going to come out better. Okay, uh, Longhorns will go back on the road to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. want to remind folks the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is proud to offer its members two free tickets to select Longhorn men's or women's basketball games this season. Hopefully we'll uh, all have the opportunity very soon to see the Longhorns again in person at the Irwin Center. Visit TexasSports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for details on how to request tickets. Up next, as we continue with KT Turner, uh, we'll take a look at the opponent for this week, the Kentucky Wildcats, when Longhorn Weekly continues in a moment that to-do list you have needs one more thing chill it's an easy thing to do just crack open a nice cold coors light and chill take the afternoon off and binge watch anything go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours who's counting anyways or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week whatever you do do it with a coors light Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand, especially with COVID, that no one wants to wait in line to get a table. So visit Pluckers.com and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to pick up Pluckers food instead? Pluckers now offers online ordering for pickup. Visit Pluckers.com for details. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. In the corner, three, good! Oh my goodness, that's a dagger! Want to get in on the action at the Irwin Center? Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is proud to offer its members two free tickets to select Longhorns men's or women's basketball home games this season. Visit texasports.com slash Bureau for complete details on how members can request tickets. That's texasports.com slash Bureau for your free tickets to see the Horns on their home court. Brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. New Plaza, plus New York and Rio now offer 1,300 non-smoking games. Head to the Windstar Golf Club and Academy with two championship 18-hole courses. And remember, the 19th hole at Windstar is the biggest casino in the world. It's Andrew Jones trying to drive on Jalen Hill in the paint. Cross-court pass. Royce Ham for three. How about it? Royce Ham gets a three-pointer. Ham, his first three of the season. Well, you like it. He didn't hesitate. You know, we had some guys hesitate. He was 0 for 1 beyond the arc this season prior to that. Texas back with him 5, 68-63. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly, presented by Buckers. Joined by Longhorns associate head coach KT Turner. First of all, uh, um, let me get your thoughts. What did, what did you think when uh, Royce Ham knocked down that three pointer? It kind of took us all a little bit by surprise. Oh, uh, when he shot it, it was right by me, and I'm in my head. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And when he made it, he turned and winked at me. And I'm, I, I just couldn't do nothing but smile. But uh, it, it was a huge shot for us with Royce Ham making that. No doubt. Um, uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this Kentucky Wildcats team, and for and for folks who are 
used to seeing uh, what John Calipari has. Uh, this this is a little bit different than what's going on normally with Kentucky. They've had some struggles this year, but Kentucky always has incredibly talented players. They had a very competitive game against uh, perhaps the hottest team in the country, one of the hottest teams in the country in Alabama, before falling uh, to the Crimson Tide the other night. They had uh, previously beaten LSU. What about your thoughts uh, on the Wildcats when you first look at them on video? Um, they're very, very athletic, talented, um, very good defensive team. Uh, they're seventh in the country in block shots and I want to say 15th in the country in overall defense. Um, they're a really good defensive team, uh, but they're, they're, they're extremely talented and extremely athletic. Uh, they do a great job of getting to the offensive boards. We got to do a great job of boxing those guys out. When they, uh, the, 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 is the biggest uh, notable thing that, that you have seen, uh, KT, with regard to the fact that they've had some struggles this season is simply because they are as young as they are. We're used to seeing uh, Coach Cal uh, have l- routinely lose three, four, five guys to the NBA draft in a given year and then kind of reloading. And that's kind of difficult when you're first starting out with a bunch of young guys on a year-in, year-out basis, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're a little young, but Cal's one of the best in the country doing that. He is the best. Um so, so he knows what he's doing for sure, and uh, he's definitely going to have those guys ready to play Saturday, and, and I know they're going to be, by the end of the season, they're going to be a good team. When you look at them, are, are, is there there's a guy or two on there where you say, hey, we got to make sure we're doing a good job on him and closing him out, or is it just the totality of what you're seeing from their group? Um, I think it's overall. we got to do a, a great job overall collectively of guarding them as a group. Um, they, they on any given night they have a guy that can step up and and, and score 20 points uh they have great talent so we got to do as a collective group we got to guard them you know another thing that comes to mind uh, kt is that uh, this sec big 12 challenge happens obviously in the middle of college basketball season i know some folks are thinking man uh, you know, the, with with games being postponed and some being canceled, uh, you know, is this a good thing to go ahead and play a non-conference game at this point of the season in the middle of the conference battles and battling COVID? Do you look at it also? Is it kind of a, a chance for everybody to catch their breath, a, a step away from the rigors and the, the wars on a night-in-night-out basis in Big 12 play to get a chance to play another non-conference game since you had one canceled against A&M Corpus this year and get a chance to measure yourself again against a team from another Power 5 league. Yeah, we have a great opportunity to play Kentucky. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's Kentucky, and our guys are up for the challenge. Uh, and, and it is. It's a step away from a conference game. Uh, might have a little more fun, but it, it's definitely going to be a great challenge for us, and, and we'll be up for it. Okay. Hey, KT, appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck uh, on uh, this Saturday evening coming up against the Wildcats of Kentucky. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's Longhorns Associate Head Coach KT Turner. Uh, Coming up, uh, we're going to let you uh, hear from one of the more unique members of Shaka Smart staff when we continue with Longhorn Weekly, presented by Puckers here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. 
GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Hey, everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see, every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. This is Longhorn Weekly. We've got more coming up after we pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Texas Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly, presented by Pluckers. I'm Craig Way, and pleased to be joined during this portion of the program uh, by the Longhorns Director of Program Development, Nevada Smith, who is with us now. All right, let's let, let's first of all make sure we're setting the record straight that when you were playing basketball at Bethany College in West Virginia, there was nobody in the country that was a better three-point shooter than you. Is that uh, true or false there? That's a true statement. <laughs> I, I, I love that you you hit 313 threes during your four years by the way i i do pride myself on knowing where a lot of uh, colleges are where is bethany college in west virginia where is it located uh it's right on the panhandle it's uh, about 45 minutes west of pittsburgh okay all right so not far from say wheeling or in that area Wheeling's probably the closest I don't know if I'd call Wheeling a city, but Wheeling's probably 15 minutes away. Okay, all right. Um, the, uh, the, the During your time, uh, you led the nation in three-point field goals per game as a junior. You hit 313 uh, career threes uh, in your in your four years. So um, uh, you could speak to shooting a little bit. Before we get to uh, the, the adjustment of your role during uh, the, these days and time, uh, clearly, you enjoyed shooting the basketball a lot back then. How much of, the, of that for the folks who want to know a little about, about the science of, of shooting the rock, shooting from outside, uh, is feel, rhythm, distance, things like that, that that all goes into shooting three-pointers? Yeah, I think there's a lot of, that goes into it. Uh, repetition has always been uh, the most important thing in my mind, I think, you can have repetition and simplicity uh, the less you do the less you can go wrong I'm a big believer in that uh, 
I'm probably one of the only people in the country that teach free throw shooting without bending your knees. Uh, just less can go wrong. So less is more. Uh, you kind of develop moving forward. You, you watch all the great shooters. Uh, you know, Reggie Miller was my idol growing up. Uh, you watch him compared to like Steph Curry, Ray Allen. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. They all look different. But there's a lot of things that are similar. They they repeat the motion. Uh, it's simple, and the finishes are usually very similar uh, to for all the great guys out there. So it's uh, when you're you're slow and you can't move and you tore both ACLs, you kind of got to figure out a way to make an impact. So uh, being able to shoot is something you could do uh, without having to move a little bit. So it, uh, it was more of what I gravitated to for sure. Let me let me get you to expand on that uh, a little bit about the free throw shooting without bending the knees because I'm sure some folks probably heard that or watched that and went, wait, what? You, you shoot free throws without bending the knees? But I guess like with so many other things, there's a science to the technique, isn't there? For sure. I, I shouldn't say not bending the knees, not bending when you shoot. So getting into okay. a position with your knees bent and then using your arms and upper body to finish the shot, lifting on your toes. Um, it just, the, the less you can do, uh, the better you are. You, you, I was fortunate enough to coach some great dudes in the in the D League, and we had James Johnson, and he used to bend down and like put his knees on the ground, and it was just herky jerky and different every time. Uh, you know, you see that a lot. And uh, I'm just a big, you know, simplicity is better. So keep it simple and uh, do what you do. Your legs are the first thing to go when you play. So if you, you can keep it all upper body, you can, uh, you know, repeat those motions. And, and I may be off base on this because I'm I'm a terrible golfer, but it sounds almost like what you're talking about with the upper body movement, like what they do with golfers, keeping it in one piece, being able to do it without having a lot of extra moving body parts. Is it is it something similar in that respect? Very similar. You know, you kind of look at shooting as uh, a skill within the game. Uh, you know, like throwing a baseball, uh, hitting a golf ball, uh, those things that require repetitive motion um, you want to make sure you're, you're doing uh, the same thing every single time uh, when you have a lot of movement in your body movement in your swing movement in your arms movement in your legs it's hard to replicate that over and over again you mentioned the, the g league and then and then after that we'll get into uh the, the transitioning so to speak during these pandemic times of your role at texas but i want to ask you about one more thing with regard to your background when you were the uh, head coach of the rockets g league teams that the, the one in rio Grande valley i take it uh, and uh uh, with with that in mind, how much of that, uh, and we're talking about guys who have either already played college basketball or maybe just a little bit of it and decided to go pro in some cases, some who didn't even play the collegiate game or might have been a foreign imports, uh, how much of that is the actual teaching of what you're trying to do at the G League as opposed to when you're on the floor uh, there in the Rio Grande Valley trying to uh, coach victories out of guys as well? Because I know winning is a taught science as well, but with regard to the uh, to the actual uh, mechanics of what you're trying to do, is a lot of that the teaching at the G League level, what you're trying to get across to those guys? I think so. I, I tried to equate it to, you know, being a small college guy, small college coach before that, um, looking at it that way, um, looking at it as the step, before they reach their ultimate goal, which still requires a ton of teaching. Uh, and everyone probably needed something different. Uh, you know, you have 10 guys on your roster. Um, all those guys probably have deficiencies in, in a certain area that they need help with. And, um, you know, those guys are usually one area away from making it. And uh, can you make that area, 
can you improve wherever that is to, to get where you want to go? Um, sometimes it's just guys need to play games. We had Clint Capella. He just needed to play. <laughs> he didn't need to work too much. He needed to play. Um, you know, a guy like Troy Daniels who played for, for Coach Smart um, just needed a, a volume of shots. Um, so you kind of figure out what guys need and um, cater what you're doing to that, definitely in practice and also in the game. All right, uh, we're going to have more with Nevada Smith coming up. We'll, we'll talk about his role overall with the program and then in specific of late with the coaching staff as well as we continue with Longhorn Weekly here, and it's presented by Pluckers, and we'll continue in a moment. The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses RICO off the court. RICO connects technology, processes, and people so the Longhorns can focus on forward. RICO is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of Texas Athletics. RICO, imagine change. Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top ten wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand, especially with COVID, that no one wants to wait in line to get a table. So visit Pluckers.com and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to pick up Pluckers food instead? Pluckers now offers online ordering for pickup. Visit Pluckers.com for details. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. I'm Tiffany DeSico, CEO of GermLogic. GermLogic has been providing facility and home disinfection for the last eight years. We use hospital-grade disinfectants and the latest in electrostatic technology, along with an antimicrobial solution that will protect surfaces from future bacteria for up to 90 days. Now, more than ever, it is important that we maintain a clean, safe work and home environment. GermLogic is working daily to combat the threat of COVID-19. Call today, 512-288-1007. And now, a moment of chill from Coors Light. (sighs) Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment, made to chill after the short but cold beer run from hot tub to cabin. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. On the left side, into the corner, Greg Brown shooting a three. Good! Brown hits the three. Texas back within five with four minutes remaining, 75-70. Back here on Longhorn Weekly. Our special guest during this portion of the program is Longhorn's Director of Program Development, Nevada Smith. Uh, We were talking about uh, three-point shooting. Greg Brown knocks one down uh, there in the contest. But um, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity, first of all, uh, to discuss the, uh, how uh, your work and how the, uh, the team's offensive improvement, uh, in particular this year, uh, how, how important it is and what you've seen and the steps that they've made during the course of the season to improve offensively, not only shooting the basketball, but the way in which the offense has been run. Definitely. I think, you know, first and foremost, our, our players have done a great job of improving and getting in there with, uh, you know, Cody, Neil, KT, and really doing a great job of working on their individual skills and uh, how it relates to, you know, how we want to play on that end. Uh, they've bought into it. They, they're they excited about it. And uh, being able to play in space and have some freedom is pretty fun. Uh, and I think they uh, really enjoy it. 
Uh, you spent 11 years at the uh, collegiate level as either a head coach or an assistant, then uh, the transition uh, to the G League uh, uh, as a head coach two years with the Rockets and three years also w- with the Heat as well. And then uh, the opportunity to join Coach Smart as a, the uh, director of personnel. How did the, the player development, uh, how did that come about? Uh, because folks would say, well, that's an interesting career path for somebody to to lead you to the decision to be a part of uh, Coach Smart's staff. Yeah, throughout the whole time in the in the NBA D-League, you knew something was missing for me, and I always wanted to come back to college. So uh, that was always going to happen at some point, probably a little sooner than I thought it was going to happen. But you know, I got to know Coach through uh, Mark Dagnall, who's the head coach for the uh, OKC, and uh, you know, just build a relationship, talked a lot about different things uh, all through the the pandemic. You know, this opportunity came up and uh, it was something that uh, was perfect uh, in my mind. So I, I could have walked here from New York. So it's uh, <laughs> awesome so far. Okay. So uh, as as we, we talked about this, uh, director of player development as uh, d- director of program development uh, as, as the primary role, which as defined by the NCAA is not an active in the game on the floor assistant coach role however with coach smart uh down so to speak and and unavailable to be part of it uh, under ncaa rules with kt the acting head coach you can have three assistants you are now into that role how is that different than what you're normally doing with the guys on a game in or weekend week out basis Uh, just different in what you know what i can do with them uh just being on the court being able to teach you know, have doing some different skill development. Uh, you know, it's just just filling in a role that needs to be need to be filled, really. And uh, you know, you're ready for anything, especially this time with with everything going on. You just got to be able to uh, really adapt to any situation you get thrown into, and uh, you know, just be ready for it. Would it would it be safe to say also that you don't mind being back? kind of in that in-the-game type of sequencing, going back to your head coaching and assistant coaching days, whether it be at the G League or, or at the collegiate level, the fact that you're there right in the thick of the fight and drawing up plays during a timeout and helping out KT and the rest of the coaching staff with a given strategy in a given moment? Yeah, it's awesome. It's just fun. Basketball's fun. It's a game. You know, we, we get uh, we get to coach a game, and it's, it's unbelievable for – I think for everyone on our staff, any staff you, you've kind of been on, of uh, just enjoying it, enjoying whatever comes up, and you know, doing the best you can to help everyone be successful. You mentioned that something was missing while you were in the G League. What, what would you say you enjoy the most about coaching and teaching at the collegiate level? Just the relationships you get to build. Uh, you know, in the pro game, it's more of uh, guess utilitarian you kind of you know they usually use them and, and see where they can get to you don't you don't build a ton of genuine relationships now you do at times but you know sometimes you only have a guy for a week uh, you know every other game is gone uh, you know in college you get to build genuine relationships that you have for you know the rest of your life uh, you know, for me I really miss that uh, I miss the the rivalry scene I miss the, the big game atmosphere and just miss being around, you know, a certain group of guys that you look at as family. Uh, you know, in, in the D League, you're around guys for six months and then you're gone. And you're home and doing different things for six months. 
doing different things with the NBA team. So it's just uh, it's just a different life, and it, it's fun. The basketball side of it, I was fortunate enough to coach over 250 games in, in five years. It's a crazy amount. You just can improve so much that way. Uh, but there was definitely something missing for sure. Well, uh, Nevada, I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It's great to see you uh, uh, out there and, and grinding with everybody else again, and we'll continue uh, to look forward as uh, you continue to work with the program as well. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, that's Nevada Smith, the Director of Program Development, with us here. Coming up, we'll visit with another member of Coach Smart's staff when we continue with Longhorn Weekly, seen by those of you watching on the Longhorn Network and heard all across the state of Texas on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Goat. G-O-A-T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly. I'm Craig Way. Normally we have head coach Shaka Smart with us. Shaka, as you know, and we've talked about uh, working his way uh, through the COVID protocols and in isolation and feeling better, as KT Turner told us earlier, and so that's good to hear. Uh, please be joined during this portion of the program uh, a guy who's not a stranger to this program. He's been on it before, uh, albeit in a different role, Cody Hatt, uh, who had been uh, certainly the operations uh, director for uh, Shaka's program in the past, now on the coaching staff as an assistant coach as well. It's great to see you again, uh, Cody. I wanted to get your thoughts because as close as you've been to this program, uh, since since you arrived with Coach Smart, uh, how impressed you were with the resiliency and and I know this is a word that the coaches are having to work with as well adaptability of what you had to work with uh, 
in the run-up leading to the Oklahoma game and then the Oklahoma game itself to see the way the guys responded on the floor on Tuesday night? Yeah, I mean, I think all of us are really proud of the effort that we displayed, especially in that second half, to fight back and give ourselves a chance to win the game. Um, our message to our team you know, from Coach Smart was next man up going into the game, so it was a pretty straightforward message of just needing to, to kind of rally the troops that we did have available and stay connected with each other um, and put forth an effort that that really represented not only the guys that could play, but also the guys that, that wanted to be there but couldn't. But I think at the same time, um, for as impressive as it may have been to other people outside the program, the way we fought, that's the expectation around here. So, you know, the season that we've had, um, you know, the games we've been able to fight and, and win, um, you know, the same type of effort and connectedness was required in those games. So it was it was nothing new. Uh, and we told the guys after the game, you know, there's no excuses around here and Oklahoma won the game. Um, they made one more play. So, you know, we were proud of the effort, um, but but we've been proud of that type of effort all year, and that's the way we've practiced, um, and that's the way that we've built our program to this point. Cody, would you say also from a basketball perspective, from a coach's perspective, that that is a shining example of how important it is for your guys to grind hard in practice when you have the full complement of guys there because of things like what Matt said after the game that, uh, you know, his conditioning wasn't where it wanted to be and that might have led to some of the fouls. All of those little things that are connected lead to winning, stuff that might be on a Thursday afternoon practice that might not otherwise register in a young man's head, uh, that this is all going into what ultimately brings about winning. Yeah, I think so. And I think that those are habits that we've built since being back here in July with our team. And our guys have really embraced and bought in, you know, with an older group and understanding that the way you practice, the way you train every single day, you know, in an empty gym by yourselves in a tough practice, um, you know, it's the same way that you're going to play. And and you're not going to be able to be a different person, a different competitor, a different player, um, just by, by flipping a switch on game night than you are every day in practice. So, I think you did see indicative in that game in the first five minutes of each half. I think you saw us come out and really have some pop to us, but then you did see us kind of wear down in spots of the game that did lead to some of those, you know, whether it be fouls or turnovers or you know, our shot selection at different times, I think, um, you know, was indicative of guys just playing through fatigue. Uh, but, you know, again, we were proud of the way we fought, but we have another challenge on our hands, you know, as we get back whole um, headed into to Saturday to, to use these next two days of practice to really prepare and to kind of get back that that you know momentum or that rhythm that we had um, prior to being disrupted. Do you, did you also get a sense coming out of that game that your guys were eager uh, to get back? Hopefully, as you said, to get back whole or as close to it as you can be going into the Kentucky game. That the, they understand that the effort and all of those things were there, but there's a couple other things that can happen that that turns a one point loss into a win as you get ready for Kentucky. Yeah, I think they understand that for sure. And, and, and hopefully we've, you know, built the humility, um, you know, to reflect back on winning and losing the same way that we got to see some things on tape and get better and grow and keep working. You know, we're nowhere near a finished uh, product as like any other team in the country, both as individual players and then as a group, you know, we need to continue to keep getting better. Um, you know, watching a lot of press conferences around the country of coaches, you know, each, each coach has a, a commonality in terms of saying that there are teams that reach a certain level at the end of the year that we're building towards have a way of continuing to get better. Obviously, that's even more challenging in a time where you're literally um, practicing without your head coach, without your leader, without the guy that sets the tone every single day for that for that culture that we built here, um, and then without the players that have also 
you know, built, you know, a certain identity that we have. But, you know, again, it's no excuses. And, and our guys are hoopers. They're players. So this this game of basketball uh, for all of us has been, a, you know, a thing that's brought us together and bonded us. So I think getting guys back in the gym, they're happy to be back. But then it quickly turns into to work and focus towards the next challenge, which is getting ready to play the next game. All right, uh, we'll be back to uh, wrap it up with Cody Hat here. Want to remind uh, Longhorn fans to make sure you have your notifications turned on in your Texas Longhorns app so you'll receive your five free wings coupon from Pluckers with the Horns when at home. We'll be back to wrap it up when Longhorn Weekly continues in a moment. Driving through traffic, lost with a left hand. It's good, and he's fouled. Want to get in on the action at the Irwin Center? Texas Farm Bureau Insurance is proud to offer its members two free tickets to select Longhorns men's or women's basketball home games this season. Visit texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for complete details on how members can request tickets. That's texasports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau for your free tickets to see the Horns on their home court. Brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. New Plaza, plus New York and Rio now offer 1,300 non-smoking games. Head to the Windstar Golf Club and Academy with two championship 18-hole courses. And remember, the 19th hole at Windstar is the biggest casino in the world. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. I'm Tiffany DeSico, CEO of GermLogic. GermLogic has been providing facility and home disinfection for the last eight years. We use hospital-grade disinfectants and the latest in electrostatic technology, along with an antimicrobial solution that will protect surfaces from future bacteria for up to 90 days. Now, more than ever, it is important that we maintain a clean, safe work and home environment. GermLogic is working daily to combat the threat of COVID-19. Call today, 512-288-1007. Back to Coleman, Matt. Trying to drive on Gibson. Now still trying to work his way in. The right side with it. Now 112 to go in the ballgame. Kicks underneath to Jones. Kai with a slam dunk. Texas within three. Closest they've been in the second half. It's 78 to 75. Back on Longhorn Weekly. Cody Hatt, Longhorn's assistant, our special guest during this portion of the program. Hey, hey Cody, I wanted to ask you a question. You've uh, uh, been able to be a, a jack of all trades and, and excel in a variety of roles, but uh, but at your core, I always got the sense that you were really a coach at heart. How uh, gratifying and, and satisfying is it to you uh, to be uh, an active assistant coach on uh, Shaka staff, even though you've been willing to serve in whatever capacity you were needed in the past? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been great to be back on the floor with guys, uh, and I've really enjoyed the chance to to be out there with them, helping them to improve as players. I think development uh, for us, you know, really, really relates to relationships, which is a huge, obviously, emphasis for us in our program. And the chance to be able to build relationships with guys and to help them develop their games has been great. Uh, I think for me, I grew up around the game. I'm the son of a coach, um, so I've, I've been in gyms my whole life, and I've been obviously – 
um, you know, serving in a lot of different capacities for Coach Smart since working for him as a graduate assistant. So it's always been really simple for me, which is to try to do whatever he asked me to do as best as I can. Um, and now it's evolved to the point of being on the floor, which has been great. Well, you brought up relationships. How uh, unique do those relationships come in an environment like what we're doing right now on Zoom when it, when it comes to the recruiting side of things? Yeah, I, I think being adaptable, you know, you use your phone a lot uh, in recruiting anyway. So the, the main difference is obviously not having a chance to go out and see players in person, which is a huge component of evaluating uh, and meet with people um, and, and look people face to face. So we have we have the unique dynamic now of having you know kids and families committed to us and sign with us that we've never met uh, so I think it's going to be a unique thing maybe on the back end of this to finally be able to spend some time and sit down and get to know those people and those families um, in person uh, but I think the work doesn't change I mean you're constantly recruiting is an all the time thing you're constantly I was literally just before coming on the show watching some film that a coach has sent me up a kid that we're down the road with just trying to get a sense for who he is as a player and, and recent scrimmage that they well, it's Cody, I appreciate, you, I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, best of luck on Saturday night against Kentucky. We look forward to seeing you again uh, real soon. All right, Greg. All right, that's Longhorns assistant coach Cody Hatt. 7 o'clock tip-off from Rupp Arena in Lexington, 6.30 airtime, Texas and Kentucky. And we'll see you next week right here on Longhorn Weekly. Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Windstar World Casino and Resort, it's always a good time. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, free basketball tickets for members of TexasSports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. By Rico, connecting technology, processes, and people so the Longhorns can focus on forward. Rico, imagine change. Field IMG College presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network.